0: to Speak Sex. I am your host, Eve Eurydice, and I am here today with uh, someone I admire for his advocacy um, and involvement in our public life. Um, and um, it's, his name is Kevin, Kevin, who uh, manages the Free Britney LA account. Before we start the podcast, I just want to announce that a team of super lawyers Loeb and Loeb was approved by the LA court today to represent Brittany on her own behalf. So after twelve years of no legal representation for her other than what was appointed by the court or by her guardians, who don't represent her voice, the movement to free Brittany brought on this legal defeat. So it's just inspiring and encouraging. And everybody just, you know, believe in a cause of justice and speak up, start accounts, volunteer your time, go out there with signs, ask for justice. And it's one next to the other, next to the other. When we are not me, but we're we, we bring on the change. So here is the representative of the Free Britney. LA movement uh, with us today to explain to us what has been going on with our superstar in captivity for the past 12 years, um, and what has been happening with uh, Britney Spears um, is kind of like a, an extraordinary example of of the of, of, of the legal ways in which the lives of women in America in the 21st century, even the most you know, famous and successful and rewarded women um, can be constrained. Um, so Brittany, for those of our listeners who don't know, uh, has been under a conservatorship for the past 12 years. <laughs> Kevin will tell us more about it, but a conservatorship um, is is something that's reserved for incapacitated individuals who cannot make decisions for themselves, um, and so basically, she has being denied her her human rights. Um, she cannot see her children. She's not in charge of her finances. She is not in charge of her career, um, and yet, as far as I understand, she still um, works and and makes money so her brand is uh, still huge and uh, all of the all, all of the uh, money's coming in are um, used or controlled by her manager um, her her father and her lawyers so you know our our show talks a lot about the patriarchy in all of its different forms, <laughs> and I feel that this is one such example, you know where you know we're in in a time in history where women have almost begun to take it for granted that we are awarded you know equal status in society. And yet there are all kinds of ways in which you know the patriarch, can take over, especially when there is money involved, you know, and a fortune. Um, so, yeah, Kevin, would you would you tell us a little bit first, uh, you know, I'd like if you could to uh, explain to our listeners the particulars of, uh, you know, her case, wh- what the conservatorship um, restricts her from, from doing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this really started in... 2007 a lot of us remember Brittany was going through a very rough year then she was going through a divorce she was going through a custody battle Um, She really, you know dealt with it very publicly Um, It didn't help that she was being chased by paparazzi everywhere and her Family's response to that was to petition the California courts for conservatorship Um, and so in early 2008 Ah, uh, Britney's dad, James Spears, um, along with his business manager, um, Lou Taylor, um, you know, orchestrated this conservatorship over Britney Spears, over her person and her estate. Um, and, and how just, old
0: how old was she then?
1: Uh, Britney was twenty six. She the time. was
0: twenty six, and she had two children.
1: Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah, she had just given birth to both children um, when she got divorced. Um, so um, she was she was dealing with a lot. Um, and, um, you know, at the time society, especially the media, the tabloid media was not very kind to her. And so, um, she, you know, kind of acted out in ways, um, that I feel, you know, today looking back on it, um, was really not unexpected, you know, um, given the way she was treated. Um, but, uh, you know, the. Jamie and was able to get this conservatorship put in place. And for those who um, might not know, a conservatorship is usually meant for um, people who are incapacitated, especially a probate conservatorship. So it's really for um, people uh, who are maybe suffering from dementia um, right, at the end for of,
0: all people yeah,
1: mostly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. At the end of their life. And so it helps the family. Um, facilitate financial transactions, uh, for for example, and so um, the point is they're not for someone in Brittany's situation. Um, wh- wh- wherever you stand on whether or not she needed an intervention, um, a lot of people, you know, agree that maybe she did need some kind of inter- intervention. So she needed some kind of support, um, but whether where, where however you feel about that. Uh, this is not what conservatorship is used for, um, you know. Uh, it's not uh, basically to take over someone's life so that they can't make their own decisions. So, what well, so tra-
0: traditionally, but just to make a little, you know, parenthesis here. Now that this has happened to her successfully, I'm sure there are many other, you know, parents or or guardians who, you know, are inspired to do the same with her you know young uh, children
1: no that's a good point and that's a very unfortunate um you know consequence of the loopholes in the system and that is something that you know our movement um the hashtag free britney movement is um hoping to help change is that people don't abuse this uh legal process uh for financial gain um because it does happen to a lot of people not just britney spears um, and so basically, um, because of this conservatorship, because of this legal process, um, Brittany is not her own person. Her dad is is Brittany, like le- from a legal sense, her dad is, uh, you know, representing Brittany. And so he gets to make all the decisions about. Um, you know, any business deals that, you know, she were to enter, you know, whether or not she works, um, even down to, you know, whether or not she's allowed to leave the house or drive a car, um, you know, even though she has a California license and can drive. Um, so, so he those
0: basically found a way to like, you know, get, take the clock, move the clock back like 60, 70 years, right? Erase everything that feminism has achieved and get back to how things were like in the olden days. But meanwhile, he gets to take advantage of the work that she does that she could only do as a, as a liberated woman, right? So, yeah. Yes. It's a win, it, win for him.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, no, you raise raised a really good point. It's like this is not only a way to, you know, control her behavior, um, but to, you know, make millions and millions of dollars in the process. And this has been going on for 12 years. Um, and that's what is a lot of is surprising to a lot of people is that, you know, this very um, unjust situation is happening right under our very noses. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with the way we as a society. Um, back in, you know, 2000 or just in general, like we as a society accept that, um, you know, that a man controlling, you know, a woman's behavior is acceptable. Um, and, you know, especially um, after the way people responded to Britney's behavior in 2007, they felt like it was a good thing that he stepped in and, you know, and controlled her behavior
0: yeah i mean from from what i remember she was just going through a process of you know rebelling and individuating which took her a little longer than than you know some of us but it does happen anytime in your 20s right uh trying to find your own identity separately from those who raised you um, is uh, is awkward and, and not pretty and especially not pretty to them. <laughs> Cause, you know, it's, it's a full on rejection of everything that you've been taught is right. And you gotta do what's wrong before you can like figure out what works for you and what's your truth. And, you know, it takes, it, it takes a lot of like trial and error in order to kind of take charge of your own narrative, you know, and it takes time. And, and I feel that, you know, she didn't want to be, she wanted to kind of like, um you know because she was a performer she wanted to kind of like in you know on stage or in front of the cameras uh, embody her independence her freedom and it backfired you know terribly um Mm -hmm. but my you know one of my questions is a lot of celebrities you know especially uh in in that industry um, you know, have uh, issues with like drug use or, you know, acting out I mean you know, since since before you know, since Elvis basically all through, you know, the history of like, you know, whatever it was, you know, the Beatles or uh, the stones, you know, right? So it's pretty much part of the package a little bit. Um so I'm I'm surprised that, you know, I mean do you think that it's because of her of her gender? Do you think that that was that's one of the reasons that she has not been allowed to be like a you know, normative celebrity.
1: Um, 100%. I think that you brought up very, very many good points um, why this situation you know happened and why it's allowed been allowed to go on. Um, like you've pointed out, you know, a lot of celebrities act out in their 20s. Um, I would like to point out that Britney broke no laws. Um, that, you know, is something that people overlook. And what makes this situation so egregious is that she was basically stripped of her human rights. Um, you know, she was stripped of her right to an attorney. Um, you know, there, there are people who, you know, you know, pris- prisoners, you know, murderers, you know, they have more rights than Britney Spears does. You know, like th- those, the people who have committed crimes, you know, they have a right to an attorney to defend themselves. Um, that's what makes, you know, that's the foundation of our country. And Brittany was stripped of those rights, even though she had committed no crimes. And so, um, it's really, I think the it real the, it really highlights the um, the double standard, you know, between male celebrities and female celebrities. The way um, a lot of other celebs have acted out they have you know mugshots we there there are celebrities with mugshots who are not under conservatorship. so i would just ask you know anyone listening you know if you feel like um that the situation is a good thing that it's okay that britney is stripped of her rights ask yourself why you feel that way um and why you react so strongly to the things she did um, you know, when she was twenty five, twenty six years old.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, uh, uh, for me, at least, you know, without—I mean, I don't even understand. You know, what kind of judge? So my first question would be: Who are the judges? You know, who is in charge of making these decisions and actually confirming, on behalf of of the American legal system, that this is that this is okay? that she doesn't get to pick her own lawyer, but her lawyer is appointed basically by, you know, by the system, by her guardians or, um, and, and at what stage does she, um, you know, get to, Like, are there any tests or some kind of, like, steps that she has to take to be considered, you know, once again, kind of, like, capable of making her decisions? Because it seems to me that if they're in charge of her medical um, condition, right, and let's say, I don't know if that's the case, but let's say Uh keep her medicated, and then at the same time, they, you know, choose... The lawyers who represent her, and every and there is so much money for everybody oh. to get paid, right lawyers, managers, uh, doctors, uh, I'm sure like you know whoever is in the house, where she lives, you know um, then th- without specific legal um, kind of like you know test points that she has to pass uh, she th- this can go on indefinitely,
1: right. Yeah, you're getting, you're getting at the heart of what's a very broken system. Um, and that's the probate court system in California. Um, there are, and that is something we are working to change. So a lot of people, you know, might be thinking, well, this went through, this had to go through doctors and lawyers and judges. So it must be, um, legitimate. And I'm here to tell you that. That is simply not the case. Um, You know, if you look at the facts of the situation, like Britney Spears should not be in a probate conservatorship. It is simply um, that the system makes it too easy for this to be established. And so, yes, it is true that it went through, you know, a doctor who declared that Britney was incompetent to, to hire a lawyer. Um, and that a judge signed off on it. So, you know, the name of the doctor is Dr. James Spar. Um, the name of the judge is Riva Getz. Um, her co- court appointed attorney that was appointed by the court, um, Sam Ingham, um, she was not allowed to hire her own attorney. Um, and so those are all, all really egregious limitations, um, of Brittany's rights. And, Like it sounds outrageous, but uh, that you know all of these people could be connected in this corrupt scheme. But you have to realize there is so much money involved. There's so much money involved that um, Mm -hmm. that there's really no Mm -hmm. incentive for uh, Mm -hmm. these people to do Mm -hmm. things by the book.
0: Mm -hmm. And so, what's the situation with her husband? Who again, I don't recall all the details, but I you know, don't remember him, you know, kind of being portrayed as an amazing, you know, fit parent, but he has the, the two children, right? All these years.
1: Yeah. So she had uh, two children by uh, Kevin Federline, um, who, uh, you know, they are, they're now divorced and he has um, custody of her children. Um, and so he's mainly stayed out of the public eye um, since, since the conservatorship was put in place. But um, we believe that a lot that her custody arrangement was used against her. Um, so that is something, um, that's been speculated for many years is that, um, because she, she basically agreed to the terms of the conservatorship because they threatened her with not being able to see her children. And that just is, so inhumane you know and it's weaponizing her motherhood against her
0: exactly it's weaponizing her motherhood against her which is in my opinion you know looking through history you know through thousands and thousands of years really of the you know submission of women you know and the way that they are dominated by the Patriarchy—it always comes down to that, you know. Uh, once a woman is pregnant, you know, her nourishing instinct takes over, and you know, her, her, you know, whole being is telling her to do whatever is necessary for her children to survive and 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 be well. So you know, she becomes willing to make you know a lot of compromises, and 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 that's you know how. Basically, um, you know, the system, the culture that we have been socially conditioned in has succeeded and survived. You know, that's, that's it. It's exactly that. Um, the, the, the moment of, of the woman becoming a mother. Yeah. So does she get to see her children? Does she, uh, have visitation rights?
1: So right now her, uh, she has 30% visitation. Um, that is the understanding. Um, it is... Unsup- it got,
0: unsupervised or...?
1: No, supervised, supervised. Supervised. yeah. So it's always supervised. Um, so actually, last fall, um, her ex-husband uh, took out a restraining order against Brittany's dad, who is her conservator, um, because her dad attacked one of her sons. So because of that... Um, because of that restraining order, you know, she, Brittany gets to see her kids less and it's not a result of anything she did. And so that's another example of how this situation is unjust.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You see like one man, the current father of the children, it puts a restraining order on the other man, who is the grandfather of the children, because they're fighting over, like, who is the patriarch right now? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Who is in charge of the next generation? And then, yeah, the dynasty and the family. Ah. Yeah. Um, And then there was, am I correct in in, uh, remembering that she tried to have her sister take over instead of her father? her conservatorship and that didn't work out
1: um that's a little complicated um so there is a trust um that britney set up a long long time ago um and since the establishment of the conservatorship um that trust has changed hands uh several times um you know there's a lot of money at stake um you know over 600 million dollars um we believe um (gasps) is at stake and so um, no it, recently, it recently came out that uh, her sister, Jamie Lynn Spears, is one of the trustees. And so um, that is just something that we're keeping an eye on. We hope that her sister's motives are pure. But when there's that much money involved, um, you never know what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, no, no, no one. I don't think there are any exceptions when there is so much money involved. You know, you yourself mm-hmm. don't know your own authentic choice anymore yeah Um,
1: yeah and that's what's kind of sad about britney's situation is she doesn't know who to trust
0: yeah it seems like she there is no one she can trust other than you know the people she has no access to like all of you (laughs) (laughs) and i will come to that in a second but i have one more question i also heard that the her manager tried to have a similar conservatorship and um, forced on Lindsay Lohan. Is that true? And Lindsay escaped somehow?
1: That is true. So um, after, you know, Lou Taylor, who is um, the business manager that Britney didn't choose, I want to point out, um, after she put Britney under conservatorship, um, you know, she saw how successful and how lucrative it was for her. So she tried to convince Lindsay's parents to do the same because Lindsay Lohan, as we remember, um, she also had, you know, um, very public um, um, a- acting out, shall we say. And so yes, I think she yeah. saw that as an opportunity the same way that um, she did with Brittany. But then Lindsay's parents did not go along with it. And so um, she was not successful. Lou was not successful in getting that conservatorship.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good.
1: And it, but yeah. it's sort of sinister how that's her business model is to look for troubled women and take advantage of their situation um, for to to profit.
0: Yeah, and you know, I mean, I I believe I have not been in. In that experience myself, because I would not want to, but I believe that, you know, when you have someone in their formative years, their teenage years in the public eye, you know, performing, in my opinion, it's definitely exploitation. You know, it's, it's a working, it's a working child, which really should not be legal. (laughs) You know, it's a working uh, teen. Um, but the extreme exposure, Um, you know, that, that fame involves warps the mind. So it's already a difficult time for everyone, you know, going through your teenage years, both hormonally and, you know, mentally as, as you change so many changes. First, you're faced with a, a new body that is like a grown, you know, woman's or, or, you know, men's, but woman more, you know, more particularly because it changes so fast and the body changes before the mind catches up, right? So like the frontal lobe takes until like you're 25, 26 to fully develop, but meanwhile you have like 10 years or 12 years of like a fully blown, you know, uh, curvaceous, highly sexualized body um that you know is ready for motherhood <laughs> so that disconnect which i feel like in our times is even longer because it takes longer for us to kind of like you know uh, mature in in our in our society um that disconnect makes all, all all young people vulnerable um to exploitation but particularly those who you know perform because you you know you don't know who's mirroring you it's very hard for them to know who they are uh you know we we all kind of learn based on how we are perceived and and the connection between what you know what we think of ourselves and what we think others see, see of us but i can't even imagine you know when you have like millions of eyes on you how de- destabilizing that is so, mm-hmm. if anything, it seems to me that, you know, young celebrities need a lot more, uh, you know, psychological care and support. Um, and, you know, basically like, you know, day, some sort of daily therapy, <laughs> even more so than like a daily, whatever, vocal coach or, you know, working out, eh, partner or whatever they get. Um, yeah, in and order that, to deal with all that. Yeah. So I would just say there we are. You know, she has been victimized because of it. And it's possible that it can happen again and again now.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And you raise a really good point that, you know, she probably needs some kind of support because of what she went through. And so the question is then if they really wanted to help her and protect her. Why didn't they go that route? Why didn't they try to get her that support instead of kind of taking over her life and taking away her rights? And so that is sort of why we're arguing that this does seem to be more about money than it is about her protection.
0: Yeah, and they're taken away from her her right to grow up and live a life and be a mother and yeah. make her choices. And so, what's, what's this situation with her careers in the past twelve years?
1: Um, so, so she's been made to work in the past twelve years. So, right after this conservatorship was put in place, um, she made an you know a guest appearance on the show How I Met Your Mother um, this the fall fall of the same year um, she released a new album and the a few months after that she went on tour to promote that album and i think if you know about what a probate conservatorship is then you would sort of see the disconnect between you know they're they're claiming they're telling the court that this person is incapacitated and therefore we need to take over her life and her money but then they're making her work, and not just do you know any work. They're making her perform stunts on stage, um, and so there's this huge disconnect between you know what they're claiming um, to the courts and what they're sh- what they're pushing out to us publicly. Right. Yeah, and so that happened. She's actually released um, four albums oh since the God. start of the conservatorship um gone on four world tours and i think throughout all that they really um took advantage of the fact that we didn't really understand what a conservatorship was and so they would you know were misleading um the fans and the public into believing that it was a good thing that britney was working um, and meanwhile, you know, they're pocketing all of the revenue from those those projects. And so that's why when this movement blew up and we kind of, um, you know, saw what was going on, um, that's when, you know, when Britney herself decided that she would stop working and that we some of the fans, you know, decided that we should not put any more money into the projects that they're pushing out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, uh, that's that can be my next question, which is how can people help um other than basically spread the word uh about Brittany and also about the fact that this is, you know, a, a law, you know, it's something that can happen. <laughs> uh but how can they help? Uh, I know that you organize rallies, right right? Mostly in LA. Um yeah. Go ahead, yes.
1: Yeah. So um, every every we try to, um, you know, I mean, it's hard with the pandemic now, but um, we do protest in person um, in front of the courthouse during um, Britney's conservatorship hearings. And that's just a way to raise awareness, raise awareness about Britney's story, about conservatorship abuse um, so that it doesn't happen to other people. Um, and so, um, you know, if you are in L.A., I encourage you to come join us um, at the protest if you're comfortable. Um, if you're um, but spreading the word online is very, very helpful, too, because so few people know about this issue. And so even just getting more people to understand what a conservatorship is and understand conservatorship abuse can help prevent you know, other people from being taken advantage by the system. Um, So it is, so don't underestimate the importance of spreading the word online.
0: Um, Yeah. So share it on your social media, make a post about it and boycott her current brand, right? Yes. Out of love for Britney.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And it's very controversial because we want to support Britney, the person and so I would just encourage, um, you know, if you love Brittany, then just find a way to celebrate her without um, paying, you know, into the conservatorship because um, Britney only gets an allowance of $1,500 a week. Um, and, you know, everything else That's is managed by the conservators.
0: That is 600 million. That's insane. And there is a museum you said that, that you know, her, Handlers, her, her keepers yeah. studied the Britney so, museum.
1: Yeah, so there was a museum, a pop up museum, um, which you know I have to say it's it's for for someone as iconic as Britney, it's a cool idea to have a museum dedicated to her. But unfortunately, Britney herself had no say in it, and so um, this museum opened uh, in. It was called. Uh, The zone, and it opened uh, this January in Los Angeles, and um, and yeah, and you know, a lot of Britney fans, you know, bought tickets to go because they wanted to celebrate Britney. But you know, it came out later that um, Britney, um, I mean, we saw that Britney did not, you know, attend. Um, She never showed up to promote the museum, and so we learned later that she actually refused to do that because she is protesting the conservatorship. And so um, I would just ask everyone to be mindful about where your money is going and um, to make sure that you really are supporting Brittany the person.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the the goal of the, of this movement, what, what, what you're hoping for the future is for her to be liberated legally by, um, is there a... Something. I mean, I guess first she would need her own counsel, (laughs) whom 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 she chooses, who represents Mm -hmm. her interest, and who is equipped, uh, who's you know specializes in conservatorship and is equipped to fight this all the way to the top courts. Right.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So the ultimate end goal would be to terminate the conservatorship because we don't feel like a conservatorship is appropriate. Um, in any way for her situation, that does not mean we think she shouldn't have support. She absolutely should have support. Um, you know, she should, uh, if if she needed, um, she should have you know a therapist. Um, if she um, needed, she should have a business manager to manage her money. But she should make this. She should be able to make the decisions. All of those decisions, um, and just because someone else feels like the decisions she makes is wrong, doesn't mean that they have a right to make those decisions for her.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's so beautiful. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, we all make wrong decisions every day. (laughs) Yeah. We all
1: have a right to make mistakes. (laughs) Exactly.
0: We have the right to like our human condition. That's part of it, you know, but, but what we want is support from each other and that feeling of, you know being one you know being accepted regardless that you know that idea of the unconditional love and that's you know exactly what she has been denied you know so adamantly for so long um so how how did you get involved in this (laughs) um and and how did you you know take it on as one of your causes Because I find it very admirable that you do. Oh,
1: thank you. Um, Well, I mean, I've been a Britney fan for a very long time. I've been, you know, I became a fan when her first song, uh, Baby One More Time, came out. Um, That was uh, 20, 21 years ago. Um, And, sorry, uh, almost 22 years ago, 1998. Um, So I've been a fan of, a huge fan of Britney. (laughs) Yeah, since then. Um, And just always followed her career, you know, through the ups and downs. And so I found out about this movement, you know, when it blew up um, because of the Britney's Graham podcast um, last April. So April 2019, um, there was a podcast, Britney's Graham, who, you know, released a voicemail that revealed a lot of, uh, you know, revealing details about what Britney was going through um, at the time and sort of woke us up to. Um, the you know how serious the conservatorship was and so we've been advocating to end the conservatorship um, since then Um, and I really got involved because I heard about the rallies and I'm in LA and so I felt like you know I could really make a difference if I showed up um, to to one of the rallies and you know I got to connect with um, other protesters after I went and um, we've just stayed in touch, and that's sort of how um, our movement just grew.. Yeah.
0: And you're managing the Instagram account, free Britney nearly.
1: Yes. Um, and so I actually held off a, a while to uh, on making that account. Um, I was, you know, doing a lot of my advocacy on my personal account, but um, I saw that, you know a lot of people kind of looking for more information were, you know, coming to me and, you know, it's just pictures of, you know, my dogs and um, my lunch. And so I decided to create an uh, the account Free Britney LA to sort of consolidate information to, um, you know, spread the word about the rallies and, um, you know, just report on news about the conservatorship and things that are going on behind the scenes. So, yeah, the account is Free Britney LA on Instagram and Twitter.
0: And that's uh, a volunteer work on your behalf?
1: Oh yeah, completely volunteer. I don't get paid for this at all. Um, So I feel, I think a lot of us in the movement, you know, feel like we've definitely done enough work to get paid, but we're definitely doing it uh, out of passion. So
0: That's beautiful. I think that's beautiful. And you know, I I, I really love and respect that because I think in the end, it's the ultimate mark of, you know, belief. uh, and it it you know it has to come without the expectation of like financial reward, so that the reward is actually moral, yeah, and i you know I think that in in our society these days we keep confusing like financial and moral a lot, so you know we feel that someone who makes money that's good, you know I mean if you go to the the very basic. Kind of like need to work it it seems it's it's it, you know we're conditioned it's presented to us as if if we don't work, we don't have the right to be alive, we lack <laughs> human <laughs> qualities you know we lack our human value, so to kind of separate our human value and our um, you know our support for each other. From financial reward, I think is very useful. Uh, you know, as part of the way we live, right? It's, it's kind of like, it's enlightening. Because <laughs> then we get to know who we are and what matters to us and, you know, what we're passionate about. And, and, you know, I, I hope and believe that you will bring change. I really do believe that you will bring change. Uh, I will definitely spread the word, word. But I also, you know, want to commend you, um, on having a cause and pushing it forward and believing in change, right? And believing in making this a, a, a more equitable society. And I hope that, you know, m- more of our listeners, uh, whatever they feel strongly about, whatever it may be, you know, instead of kind of dedicating our social media time to like, you know, our pictures of ourselves, you know, editing our selfies, <laughs> you know, or this idea of like branding ourselves, you know, I think that it's, you know, that time can be, you know, used so much more, um, productively and rewardingly, you know, toward the cause that we feel strongly about and, and are, you know, have some passion for. And, that actually, I think, rewards us, right? More. <laughs> in the end. You know, because it rewards the human in us, um, much more than like the superficial, kind of like, you know, unconscious, just do what everybody does part of us. So I, I love that, you know, you have, you are, are working for her cause. I love that you're supporting her. It's so important that we learn about what the legal system can take away from us. Um, Particularly because, you know, people need legal representation. Word. So it's important for all of our listeners to know like, whenever you get in any trouble, you have to get your own lawyer. Anything that seems in any way suspicious. You know, you gotta get your own representation, someone to speak for you, um, whom you trust, before it gets out of control. Word. It can happen to a young woman at the prime of her life and her career. <laughs> it's just, you know, surreal, and mm-hmm. and it tells us a lot about the world we live
1: in. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much thank for you. sharing the message on your platform. Thank you. Your for platform. Your
0: time. Thank you. I loved it. And, uh, you know, we'll stay in touch. I will, you know, promote this. And then hopefully there will be some good news along the way for Brittany.
1: Yay. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Kevin. Take good care. And everybody out there, until next week, speak sex. Be still, my heart. Another piece of good news from our sponsor oldplayground.net uh, they have a special right now where you can join for three days for 3.99. dollars uh, you can start a profile and you can navigate the site it's the biggest, most inclusive most Contemporary lifestyle website, uh, in English at least, that we know of. And you can have your own exclusive content. Uh, there is a big wall with videos, uh, information, uh, podcasts about uh, sex and intimacy topics, and all kinds of open. People with whom uh, you can communicate across the country. So give it a try. This is the chance to do so. And love you all. If I could make love incessantly, I would be gone.